can't believe it's hour number three already of the Bill Michael Show. Whoa, flying by today. Flying! Saying hi to uh, to Frank listening to us in Wausau. Saying uh, get you on the Marshfield station every now and then. Got to get you back up here. Also, uh, Greg listening to us in Tomahawk. Uh, Greg, uh, it's a different Greg. It's not the owner of the radio station, Greg. It's a different Greg. Uh, saying uh, up here with the family, Deer Camp, and then Thanksgiving. Nothing better than Thanksgiving in the Northwoods. I, you know what? I've never had Thanksgiving in the Northwoods, but uh, I can only imagine. I saw a lot of the snow that was uh, in the Northwoods. Oh, yeah, you had a little tracking snow. A lot of you had some success in the uh, world of big buck hunting. So congratulations. But, yeah, it's got to be beautiful up there. Never been in the uh, in the wintertime. I've tried to a couple times, and I wouldn't mind going up there for the pond hockey tournament. We talked about that going up and on up in Minocqua and such, but um, but have not had a chance to get up there um, into, the, say, the February months to do any snowmobiling or anything like that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Speaking of a northern area, Peshtigo, our friends at uh, Forgotten Fire Winery. And uh, maybe tomorrow, or excuse me, maybe Thursday, you're going to head to Grandma's house or aunt and uncles, aunt jeans, uncle bobs, whatever it happens to be. Or maybe they're coming to your house. Look, if you're heading out and you got to bring a bottle of wine with you, stop in any grocery store, liquor store, wine store. Check out our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Forgotten Fire Winery. They offer a vast array of wines, award-winning wines, too. But they just, uh, as they say, it's fun in a bottle. So whatever it is you're going to pick up, just enjoy it. And don't forget about Forgotten Fire Winery out of Peshtigo. And if you're up in that area, stop into the, uh, stop into the winery this, past, this coming weekend and uh, do yourself a little Christmas shopping there. Do a little wine tasting. Ask for Jake. You're good to go. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. So, Ben, uh, they're going to keep this job position open for, what is it, seven days, I think? Seven days they keep the job because they posted the job yesterday for uh, the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. After that, how soon do you expect a hire to be made that they take uh, the interim tag off of Jim Leonard? Somewhat immediately, I would say Sunday is the most likely date. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole purpose, I mean, the search has been ongoing for months behind the scenes where Mm -hmm. they've reached out to coaches across the country but usually when the program posts the job officially, then their mind's already made up. It's just something they legally have to go through. Right. I, uh, I, I, yeah, well, Sunday, yeah, because that's your last game. And then after that, you've got to wait and see where you're going to be going for bowls and all that kind of stuff, what your bowl bids are going to consist of. And uh, after the conference tournament and all that, after, after the conference championship and such. So, yeah, I, I can see maybe Sunday, maybe a little bit after that at, at the latest. But, yeah, get it, get it done. It's good, for, it's good for the team. It's good for Leonard. It's good for recruiting. You know the stability there. Obviously, there's going to be some change in the coaching staff. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I think, uh, I think it's good for the program. Get it done. Get it over with. Get the interim tag. And that way he is the full head coach going into whatever bowl game it is that you end up playing in as you are now bowl eligible. And uh, then you can, then you can kind of, you know, have your, you know, then, then you're, you're not rudderless anymore when it comes to being a program. Hey, yeah. I mean, more importantly, the transfer portal opens and you have yes. recruiting that I, Wisconsin has kind of taken some hits in light of yeah. Paul Chris getting fired, which is expected. Every program does when you is fire. It, a is head it coach. expected? Is it expected? You're a little bit surprised. Oh, I, whenever a head coach gets fired, you expect players to then also leave. I think it's been uh, positive that Wisconsin hasn't lost any big contributors on the team 
during the right. window where they were allowed to leave. Uh, we'll see if they do after the season ends. But I, the guys that entered the portal kind of made sense. But you, you kind of expect some movement to happen. They've negated a lot of it, but they have lost some commitments. I think a lot of that is uh, how long they waited to hire Leonard. Um, and uh, Cheddar Balls just says that, uh, well, the Badgers aren't an appealing job nationally, not as much as we would like to think. I would disagree. And here's the reason why. It's the Big Ten. The Big Ten is going to expand. You are going to be the, when it comes to television markets, you're in New York and you're in L.A. and you're in Chicago. Three of the largest television markets in the country carrying some of the biggest television contracts in a conference that is growing and it's basically in a battle with the SEC. A little bit of the Big 12, but the Big 12, once you lose Texas and Oklahoma, you're pretty much done and they're going to go over to the SEC. Um, so, no, I think it, it's just the opposite. I think it is a very appealing job. As now, granted, when they get rid of the divisions, it's going to be a more difficult job. But to say that you are a head coach of a major college football program in the biggest or second biggest, depending on how you would judge it, conference in the country? No. I, I, you know, I would say maybe Rutgers isn't as, appeal, as, isn't as appealing. You know, maybe Northwestern's not as appealing, but to say Wisconsin, which got a tradition of football, it being a football school in a football state, no, I would I would disagree. Now, do I think it's you know Ohio State and Alabama? No. Do I think it? I my, do I don't even think it's probably on the same par with USC at this point. But with those teams coming into this conference, I if you had to rank the powers of just football, um attractiveness in the Big Ten, Ben. We would probably say Ohio State, Michigan. By most Penn appealing State. jobs or just by best just by Just by, by the biggest, shiniest, recognizable, appealing job programs. I would You would probably say Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, right? Those three? Yep. After that? Wisconsin could slide in there. That's what I'm saying. You'd probably I put think, Wisconsin at number four. I think there's an argument for Nebraska in terms of appealing yeah. jobs. Because um, Nebraska's got got uh, got history, and they do have a national title to their name. They have money. Yes. And that's so the maybe, big differentiator. Maybe Nebraska at number four, and then Wisconsin at number five. But the thing is, with a coach at Nebraska, your job security is a lot less uh, there's less structure there. You have less security. Right. If you were to take that job, we're at Wisconsin, like going eight and four, nine and three, not going to get you fired where at other schools it might. Yeah. But I, I don't think there's anything, you know, is it Ohio state? No. Is it Alabama? No, but I don't think there's anything to worry about in the national job search for people that would want to be the next head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. If anything, I would think that Chris McIntosh's desk is flooded with resumes of people that would just say, hey, give me a shot. Let me wave my hand in the air, and maybe, just maybe, I could possibly get myself in the door at Wisconsin. I, I, I would not doubt that for a minute. Yeah, I'm sure they talked to Leipold who we had discussed previously. Right. right. Um, and and uh, Jeff Patrikas of the Journal Sentinel here in Madison reported that Leonard will get the job when they do make that official. But, I like, indications are they talked to Leipold, they talked to Matt Rule. Um, 
and part of it could just be kicking tires there, but they talked to Aranda at Baylor, and mm-hmm. that's, I think, the perfect example of a guy that's in the Big 12. Baylor's a good job. He's had a lot of success, but being in the Big 10 would be right. a huge difference in terms of oh, all that. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, God, yeah. Uh, Cheddarball says, uh, except Wisconsin cannot get the four- to five-star recruits on the regular. No, but there's only a couple of schools that do. They say the same thing at Penn State. They get some four- to five-star recruits, but they, they say the same thing. Why can't we be on the same level as Ohio State? Why can't we be on the same level as Michigan? Why can't we be on the same level as Alabama, as Georgia, as Clemson? Because their you coaches know? are drastically overrated every season. Well, yeah, but but the, because that's like, that's Duke, that's North Carolina, that's Kansas, that's Kentucky, that's the same thing in college basketball. Where they just line them up, you know. You, you're you're only as good as your most recent success. What comes first, you know? Because for for the longest time, go back to when UCLA was dominant. Go look back to the days of John Wooden and recruiting and and bringing stars in, and he was getting it done year in and year out. And then when he left, there was a down period of time, and then UCLA came back, and then there was a down period of time. It, it, it's cyclical. You know, but the, there's four or five blue bloods that are consistent. North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky. You know, you go through that list. There's those consistencies where they're always going to get that recognition just because Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan. Those are those programs. Those are those, you know, even to a certain extent, you'd look at like Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I mean, they haven't won a national title uh, you know, like overwhelmingly, you know, two and three and four of them. But Oklahoma still gets that national respect. Texas did for a long time. And then Texas went on the downslide. And Texas was a program that wasn't getting that anymore. They weren't even getting the, the top recruits out of Texas. And they went through their troubles and trials and tribulations. So you got to come back. And you now, granted, Wisconsin doesn't have a national title pedigree. If they would get there, then that becomes you've kicked down that door and then it becomes easier. But you're you're not going to get the four and five star recruits on a consistent until you win something and go deep uh, on a consistent, and then they start to come. So the card has to become before the horse. You got to get there. You got you got to figure out a coach and a group of guys that are just going to come together and give you national prominence, and then that starts to matriculate. And, and you know, like ripples on a pond, you start to get more and more of those guys. You start to steal a couple. It's not that you're going to become suddenly Ohio State because that's not true. It's not going to happen. You're not going to suddenly become uh, a rival to Alabama and you're out dueling Alabama for recruits. It's not going to happen. But you're going to get a few more here and a few more there, and you're going to continue to rise to prominence. But <laughs> your time for that is, we'll say, I mean, Ben, when they go to when they get rid of the, the, the East and the West, once they just go to one conference, you talk about an uphill road after that, right? Yeah, it's probably one extra loss a season, if not more. Just pure, just by the scheduling of it. And, but and the ability, my point is the ability to get to the final 12 will become that much more difficult because you're climbing through the swamp that is the Big Ten. Yeah, well, once they expand to 12, it'll be a lot easier um, because there's a team like Penn State this season. I think they're 9-2. and two. They've had mm-hmm. a really good year. They haven't beaten anybody good. They have totally blown out poor teams and then gotten crushed by good teams, uh, Ohio State and Michigan. 
So we could see seasons like that for Wisconsin where they have Ohio State and Penn State on the schedule, for instance, or USC, and they beat all of the poor teams or average teams on their schedule and go like 10-2 and two or 9-3 and three with the only times they actually get tested, they get beat. That could be enough, though, to get them into the 12. So that, like, yeah, that's just a blown, pure numbers game. They got blown out at Michigan. That I remember. But they at least gave Ohio State a run for their money at home. They played better at home against Ohio State, but they got they, they got did. drilled in the big house. Yeah, and who's their last game against Michigan State? Coming up this weekend. State. Yeah, I I'm not sure. State. I think it's Michigan State if I remember correctly. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixty seven. Let's do this. We're going to hear from Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard. When we come back, I got into this discussion and I took it a little bit further than I wanted to. But yeah, I want to. <laughs> I want to hear from Jim Leonard when we come back. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you're looking for a terrific, terrific guy to do the upholstery, maybe a boat cover, if you've got office furniture, if you've got anything that needs to be recovered, maybe you've got an awning out in front of your business, uh, that's our buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. And uh, he is Wisconsin's best, best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider. You can check him out on Facebook at all the cool stuff that he does. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All on Facebook. But find Dwayne's Cover It All.com. That's Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Or just call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. And you can see all of his stuff there or give him a call to get uh, something scheduled in right now. Uh, Jim Leonard, first of all, talks about the job being the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. I'm going to have some conversations this week, and, and hopefully it leads um, in the direction I want it to go. I got about 20 bucks if I can get some of your sources in here. I, it's a lot of information I'm hearing, but I haven't been told. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for the opportunity to really lay out my entire vision for the athletic department. Uh, he also talks about this upcoming game, and looking back to last year, said, look, the, the Gophers – in the uh, battle for Paul Bunyan's axe, they were just, uh, it, it was more physical. And he said, look, it, th- that cannot happen again this year. Yeah, we, we already addressed it this morning. Um, I think they out-physicaled us last year, and, and they finished, right? And we had the lead going at halftime, and they finished. They made plays in the second half to swing the game and create momentum and, and put us on our heels, and we couldn't overcome it. He also talks about uh, the bad, or the excuse me, the uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers running back, uh, Big Mo, and uh, he said, "Look, uh, can't wait for him to get out of here." I, he's been a top tier running back in college football for a long time. I'm ready for him to leave and, and move on. Um, it's just impressive the the physicality, the consistency that he runs with, the vision. He's going to make you earn it every time you have to tackle him, and he's done it for a long time in, in that program. Uh, not very often do you hear coaches go, you know what? Don't like them. Don't like them. Uh, but then again, he also played for Wisconsin. So he said, look, I don't like Minnesota. Uh, 
Don't like him at all. But I respect the program. I've always respected this program. I don't like them, right? But I respect them because they have an identity. They know who they are, and they're going to force you to beat them, very similar to what, to what we are. So it's going to be a fun experience on Saturday, and you need to get out of there with a win. He also talked about some of the guys, C.J. Getz and company, uh, guys that have waited for their turn to play. He said, man, he hopes uh, you don't you know, lose guys like that when you start talking about transfer portal. Well, I hope he's not becoming a rarity because that's the reality of football. A lot of players, it takes time. They are not a finished product when they get to the college level, and I think that's the, the false reality of kind of where football is right now is everybody wants it right now, and they expect immediate success, and they expect the playing time. They expect the production, but that's not how it works. That's, the, that's a tough thing for any head coach, any position coach, any coordinator to convince young guys and Ben are you finding that when you 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 know when you you listen to guys and you guys do that show I mean like tonight uh Kenny and Halperin and you guys have been doing it on Thursdays as well but the guys that transfer they want to transfer and play and when they come in they they're not interested in transferring the transfer portal was for guys that weren't playing that feel like you know there's two and three quarterbacks on a really good team and they're all five star and you could go start somewhere else you don't want to get into the transfer portal as a third-string guy on a defense to be a second-string guy on a defense, unless, of course, you're moving for either educational, academic-wise, or closer to home or something like that, right? Yeah, it depends. I don't think there's a science to it. Like, Wisconsin brought in three cornerbacks that were all six-year, seventh-year seniors, and they've played all season, but they mm-hmm. definitely brought them in to start. They also brought right. in a, a young, uh, lower-classman wide receiver who has played, but is not one of the top options. I, a lot of guys have transferred away from Wisconsin in the last two years, and some of them have not played at all in their new spots. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's an exact science to it. Uh, it, it is kind of a crapshoot, though. Like, if you enter the transfer portal, there's a there, there are way too many guys in it for the spots that are available on rosters. Right. Uh, now, Leonard did say, hey, for the game coming up this weekend, he's excited for the challenge against Minnesota. I'm excited for the challenge. They're a physical downhill team on offense. Obviously, defensively, we're playing at a high level right now. And, and offensively, last week, it was really fun to see our guys get into a rhythm. And it took us a while, but we were able to finish some drives and get a win. Um, we got to come out hot starting the first quarter to get this one done. Uh, going back to the transfer portal, says it's a joke when you got a first-year guy who uh, transfers, he's not getting any playing time as a freshman, and all of a sudden he wants to come in and be a starter somewhere else, and it's just, it, it just doesn't necessarily work that way. I think the misconception out there of players is they're on a three-year plan right now. You know, if it doesn't happen year one, well, is this the right place for me? That, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. So hopefully C.J. Getz is not the outlier, but the norm kind of gets back to what the reality of the sport is. So uh, that being said, when you start to talk about, uh, you know, the rivalry, rivalry games and such, and the Minnesota rivalry for Paul Bunyan's axe, the end of the, the end of the year, everybody's got that end of the year. The Iron Bowl, obviously Auburn and Alabama. Obviously, you've got the big one, uh, the, is, they used to call the big granddaddy, so to speak, Ohio State, Michigan. But as Jim Leonard says, the Minnesota rivalry, this one for Wisconsinite, this one means everything beauty of this program is we've had a lot of people who've been a big part of, of this rivalry, and it means a lot to, to a lot of people. So I'm excited to kind of teach the guys who don't know much about the history. It means, it means everything. So there you go. That's Jim Leonard. 
There you have it. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to uh, Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing all right, Bill. How you doing, man? Doing well. Doing well. What's up? Well, happy holiday week to you. Um, oh, you too. You know, you're talking about uh, Jim Leonard. And where <clears throat> he was a great defensive player, and he was a uh, badger. And he's been kind of being groomed for this. And he's proven to be a good defensive coordinator. But I still don't know why the Badgers wouldn't at least entertain Jeff Tedford as head coach. That dude consecutively into the NFL put out A.J. Arrington, Marshawn Lynch, Justin Fortsett, C.J. Anderson, Shane Vereen, Javid Best. At one point, five of those guys were in the playoffs at the same time. A.J. Mm-hmm. Arrington... Marshawn Lynch, Justin Forsett, C.J. Anderson, and Shane Breen were all in the postseason at the same time. He has also proven that he knows what to do with a quarterback, being that he's the one who cranked Rodgers out. He's, he, he went to Cal when, when Kyle Bowler was done because he had been ruined by Tom Homo and actually made him a viable NFL draft pick, and he played for Baltimore for a while. That guy knows what he's doing. He got hosed by Cal. They fired mm-hmm. him because his players weren't graduating, and they weren't graduating because they were going into the NFL early. He had a defensive coordinator that had the best defensive draft in Pac-12 history, and then they wouldn't pay him, and he left and went to Washington and brought all of his recruits with him. Then Tedford got fired. He went to a bad coaching uh, staff in Tampa Bay, and now mm-hmm. he's back at Fresno State. And when he went right. to Cal, Cal was the doormat of the Pac-10. Wisconsin's not the doormat of the Big Ten. I mean, this I, I would think that Tedford, he's back at Fresno State now. would Like he wouldn't jump all over an opportunity to turn the Badgers into a powerhouse because that's what he right. did at Cal. He took the Pac-10 doormat and turned him into a national powerhouse. They were the only he, one to beat USC over a two-year period. The dude's an amazing coach, and he should get a shot. I wonder if uh, they they uh, sent out the the feeler to talk to him. And I, I would probably assume not. But I wonder if he sent anything over to say, "Hey, I would love to talk to you about uh, coaching in the Big Ten. Now, remember, he's a he's a California guy as it is, so maybe it's just sometimes it's just the recruiting trail where you would go. But I can't imagine that he wouldn't have success in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Oh my God, I think he would be a, the perfect fit for Madison. Could you imagine Jeff Tedford at Camp Randall? Oh, my God, yeah. dude. An offensive-minded oh guy just, like that, yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. Well, thanks for taking my call, and uh, if I don't speak to you before uh, or with you before Thanksgiving, man, happy Turkey Day there, brother. You too, bud. Appreciate it, man. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Would you have loved to have seen Ben J- uh, Tedford? Uh, get at least interviewed the, for the possibility of the head coaching position at uh, Wisconsin? No, not really. I I don't know. He like he he's fine. Um, when he was at Fresno State in 2019, they went like four and eight. Like he he he's a good head coach. He had a lot of success mm-hmm. at Cal. Right. That, that was 15 years ago. It's a different era of college football. I have no doubt he's a good coach. I don't think he fits. Like I don't think you can take a West Coast guy and just plop right. him at Wisconsin. The other ones I would have liked them to look at, which I think they did, would be Aranda, 
who has been a defensive coordinator at Wisconsin mm-hmm. and is a very right. good coach. He's, um, he's very good coordinator too. Yeah, and, and a couple other along those lines. Uh, Tedford doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, Mark says, would Tedford come here as the offensive coordinator? No. He's not leave, giving up a head coaching position to come back and be an offensive coordinator. No. To answer that question. It's also, I guess, um, the, people have a lot of pause about Leonard because they think it's just another Wisconsin guy following that right. whole model. But if you look at his resume, aside from the fact that he's a Wisconsin guy, I mean, it's as impressive. Like if I told you, six-year best defensive coordinator in the country, right. uh, he's on the market, it's his brilliant defensive mind, good recruiter, people would be all over that. They just don't like it because he's been here under Paul Chris Struggles. If- if he would have, if this team, let's say this team was one loss and one of the top defenses in the country again, or let's say this team has this many losses, but the defense is still lights out. It's been the offense. It's been complete ineptitude. Then I think people go, oh, you know, he still got it. I, I think there's these this group of people that are questioning because the defense is in top five again, that they're saying, well, can he really get it done? And the fact that as an interim head coach, he has taken a loss. And that's the other question. Well, you know, if he's that good, he would have come in and turned it all around. And it's just not that easy. I agree with you. I, I look at it this way. This is a guy that loves the program for the program. This is a guy that loves Wisconsin. He's from here. He gets it. He understands it. He's been in this area as far as recruiting goes as well. I think you the, – the, and it's a young energy. It's it's a it's a big shift from Paul Christ, who was probably what five years from retirement, to a guy that could go here for another twenty if he chose to do so, and he had success. So I I, I don't you know this guy was uh, an offer away from going to coach a defense in the National Football League in Green Bay. I I would not pass on Jim Leonard just because he's a Wisconsin guy. The, the half, you know, I wouldn't even say half. I'd say 80% of the people want Jim Leonard because he's a Wisconsin guy. He gets it. He's been a guy that has overcome adversity his entire life. Then there's another 20% that say they don't want him because he's a Wisconsin guy. It's the nepotism from within, and you're just giving a guy a, a program, and he hasn't really earned it, and on and on and on and on and on because he's a Wisconsin guy. And I, I think it's a good hire, um, but you'll know in two years how good the hire is. You may know next year. I mean, who knows? But I think you'll know in two years how good the hire is. By the way, you start to get people to come out of the transfer portal, the recruiting trails begin to open up, and the hiring, you know, the coaching staff, and how quickly they're able to kind of turn things around, specifically more offensively than anything. I think that's where he's really going to have to have a very, very strong hire on the offensive side of the football. He knows the defense. There's no doubt about that. But to, to hand the reins of play calling over to somebody and say, here you go. I want you to take care of this. This is it. You really have to have a very strong hire in the offensive side of the football. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can hit us up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. Well beyond the borders as well. All you got to do is call 414-455-4451. If you're looking for more energy, better mood, better mental clarity, stamina, could be low T. They can help you out with that. 
you know? Or maybe you're sitting there right now going, oh, my goodness, come Thursdays, more cookies, cakes, pies, all that kind of stuff, tryptophan, feeling kind of hefty-dufty, and next thing you know, you get into the holiday season of out and about, you're shopping, you're eating, you're going to holiday parties, you're doing all that kind of stuff, and you're packing it on even more. Start 2023 with a brand-new you. That's all you got to do. Go to the New Mail Medical Center, 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. Hey, uh, if you're looking for some holiday spirit, good stuff going on, too. Uh, ICHC, the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center, right on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. Coming up, uh, they have got a Christmas tradition with Rory Makem uh, on December 3rd uh, coming up. Tickets still available for that and some tickets available for December 18th. December 18th, it's Christmas O'Carolin featuring Reverie Road. And that is really good stuff. If you talk about... Uh, Irish music, uh, getting into the Christmas spirit and such. Really good stuff coming up at the Irish uh, Cultural and Heritage Center on Wisconsin Avenue. And it's it's a must-see. Really fun stuff. Uh, you can go to ICHC.net, ICHC.net, and get yourself some tickets. Or simply call our buddy Corey, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800. And they get your tickets while they still last. Uh, and they probably won't because it's not going to last much longer. These things apparently, from what I understand, sell out. So uh, coming up on December 3rd, the Christmas tradition with Rory Makem and Christmas O'Carolyn on December 18th with Reverie Road. Both really good things going on at the Irish uh, Cultural and Heritage Center. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Let's go back to the phone calls and talk to uh, John listening to us in Houston. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, doing well. Uh, absolutely love the show, and I think your analysis and commentary is spot on. Appreciate um, it. Thank you. Just, a, just Absolutely. A couple of quick comments. You really got me going on the on the Badgers. Um all for Jim Leonard getting a shot. I think he deserves it. But Wisconsin's never going to get to the next level unless or until they lower their admission standards to the NCAA minimum admission standards. They're missing out on a lot of four- and five-star guys uh, because they can't get into the program. So even if Jim Leonard's the head coach, Nick Saban, Ryan Day, whoever – you're never going to get Wisconsin to that next level until there's a cultural change within the university coming from the administration into the athletic department, letting in some of these students, giving them a track to succeed. A lot of these guys come from pretty challenging and diverse backgrounds. And I think they contribute to the university in a different capacity. So I think lower the admission standards That'll help Jim Leonard get some of the recruits he needs. And I think, to your point, get the guys that that will elevate that program and make them more competitive with the Ohio States, Michigans, and Alabama, which is upcoming in 24 and 25. One other quick comment. My question to you is, how long do you give Brian Gutekunst 
um, before you pull the plug because his track record on draft on um, uh, drafting and personnel, I think it's probably a C minus D plus. When do you pull the plug? And if I'll hang you, up and okay, appreciate it, uh, John. Two good points. Okay, let's start with uh, the first and foremost with the lowering of the academic standards. First of all, it's been discussed. It's never going to happen at Wisconsin. Never. But Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, and I don't know how deeply you've kind of you know taken a dive into this. It's not like it's crazy. It's maybe another year of a language. Instead of only doing one year of a language in high school, it's like doing two years of a language in high school. It's doing one extra, uh, uh, you know, uh, level of math. This isn't like the credits are like you have to take four years of German or something like that, or have to take some kind of calculus. This is that's not what this is. It's like an extra one extra credit of X, and that gets you in. This it's it's not that huge of difference of academic standard, correct? I don't know these specifics when it comes to the credits, but I can definitely say that it's not the thing keeping them from top recruits. Um, that's that's what I believe. There yeah. was an in-state kid, Isaac Ham, four-star, committed to Wisconsin. And when the year started, we talked with Paul Christ at Big Ten Media Day. He said Isaac wasn't with the program yet because he had to finish uh, some sort of school before he got into Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. all, like, if there's one thing keeping them, like let's be honest here, from all the top recruits, it's money. Like there are certain well, programs yeah. out there throwing boatloads of money on the table correct? At, at the meeting or whatever, and Wisconsin's not. Correct. And geography. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, when I, when we talked about this before, remember, what was the quarterback Gary Anderson wanted to get in and he couldn't get in? Oh, I forget. You remember? But, oh, yeah. This all came up during Anderson because he was a madman. Oh, he was crazy and he was begging them to lower the academic standards. And what had happened was, and I, I, I can't remember the guy's name, so if somebody out there remembers, please let me know. But he had one year of a language. That was it. And had he taken a second year of Spanish, he was in no problem. But they wanted him to go back and do, like, another course or class or whatever, and he couldn't and I, because he'd already graduated or was graduating early, and therefore they couldn't get him in. And I don't know all the details uh, off the top of my head, but I just remember when we sat there, because I was with uh, Gary Ellerson at the time, and obviously a former Badger, um, we were talking about this, and Gary's like, no, the kid just needed one more year of a language that would have gotten him in. It wasn't like it was some crazy amount of of credits that he was missing because he was coming out of some publicly educated school. This was one extra year of a language. It wasn't that difficult, but, but Anderson was hell-bent on lowering the academic standards. That was a reason he used to not be able to get the recruits that he wanted. He was hell-bent on a lot of things. Yes, correct. But that's when this really became a topic. And then when Paul Chris came back, it was it was no big deal. You know, Paul Paul knew the system. He knew what was going on. Leonard knows the system. He knows what's going on. I don't I don't want to give too much credence to the fact that they have an extra credit over and above, um, you know, other schools in the Big Ten. And I don't even know what the academic standards are for Northwestern. I know they're high. I know that. But I don't know if Wisconsin's as high or a credit below or what. But I know it's not that big of a deal. If you take a pretty fair curriculum in high school, I don't think it's that difficult as an athlete to get into Wisconsin. I think if you take a lot of, 
I don't want to say easier courses, but if you're going down that path and you're not getting a couple of years of a language, a couple of years of specific math and sciences, then yeah, it becomes difficult because you're not, you know, low, you're not, you know, racking up the credits. But I don't think it's that difficult. So where all of that does matter is the transfer portal, because mm-hmm. schools like Stanford and Northwestern specifically, well, Stanford screwed because none of their players can get into their grad program, so they have to transfer mm-hmm. out, so they can't keep players for that amount of years. Northwestern, given it's a private school, they have the power to take away or like how credits transfer and stuff right. and take away those requirements, but they don't do it as an institution. So it's nearly impossible for them to bring high-level transfers in. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they lose all their good players to other good schools. Wisconsin's yeah. in good shape there. Like Wisconsin has no trouble transferring credits in to the school for someone to then enroll and play. Yeah. I uh, yeah I uh, I I don't think it's that major of an ordeal. Now going back to the second question, I do want to address this real quick. In uh, John from Houston, gave us a call and said, "How much how much longer do you give Gudikins?" I would probably you just re-sign you. I, correct me if I'm wrong. They just gave him and Matt Lafleur extensions last year. I would say at least another year. You know, you, he's going to go through this off season. He's going to go through the draft. He's I know. Put it this way, Mark Murphy, you got a three year, maybe two year window. Mark Murphy's got, what, three years left before he retires, uh, is forced to retire because uh, of the requirement for the president of the Packers to be, was it 65 or younger or something like that? So I think he's got three years. You probably give Brian Gutekinds two. You got to turn it around. You got you to put this team in a very viable position and have this thing going in the right direction. Otherwise, chances are he'll want to make a change and try to get the train back on the tracks before he hands it off to the next president. That, that to me, makes sense. That's what Bob Harlan wanted to do. He wanted to make his changes. He wanted to do his thing. He wanted to get Mark installed and have everything just seemingly running right before he said, okay, now I'm going to leave it over to you. Now I'll turn this whole, this whole ship over to you guys. You guys steer it. I'm going you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to walk off for the last time, and I'm going to go home and enjoy retirement. And Bob Harlan did a magnificent job at that. I think Mark probably wants to do the same thing. Mark probably wants to be able to make sure that this thing is viable. It's making money. It's not going to be in any kind of a danger of not making money or not being able to pay its bills in Green Bay or something. Uh, He wants to be able to get it right, both business-wise and on the field, because the product on the field is very dictatorial as to how much money you're going to make in the marketing department and everything else that goes along with it. So you want to make sure that it's flying right, there's excitement about it, it's making money, and then you hand it off to the next guy. So I would probably say this upcoming see this upcoming draft and season, and then one more after that before you look at this and go, man, if this thing isn't right, i got to make a change. But I think Mark, Mark really wants to see this thing trending in the right direction before he walks away. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, this portion of the program, Stoley's Hog Alley. Oh, my goodness, they're getting so close. A couple of weeks away, I would say, from opening up. The grand reopening and the remodeling is just about finished. But, boy, it looks beautiful. Drove past it the other day. It's right there in Summit off of 94. You can see it now that the leaves are off the bushes and the trees. You can see it right there off of 94 out in Oconomowoc. It really looks cool. They got some Christmas lights up and such now. Can't wait for the reopening of Stoley's Hog Alley. In the meantime, Stoles 0109 up in Watertown. Great place, great food. Stop in. Tell Alicia and the gang we said hi because uh, they're great people. Keep supporting those local businesses. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 
Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers return to practice tomorrow to prepare for the Eagles in Philadelphia Sunday night. Now, inside the Packers locker room, the team's still sorting out why they lost to the Titans after beating the Cowboys just a few days before. Packers defensive back, Jair Alexander. Uh, I mean, it's tough coming off a really good win, you know, to come out and play inconsistently on both sides of the ball. It's tough, you know. We got to do better. Win or go home at this point. So, you know, every game is a playoff game. Every game is the Super Bowl for us. So that's how we got to attack it now. The Eagles staged a come from behind victory on the road to beat the Colts 17 16 in regulation, led by quarterback Jalen Hurts. I feel like there, there was never a doubt. I feel like there are a lot of things that we can learn from. We had positive plays, there weren't any turnovers. I think that's the formula for us as an offense, as we've shown throughout this point of the season. Philadelphia improved to 9-1. and one. The Packers are now 4-7. and seven. Matt LaFleur asked with just six games left, what is Green Bay fighting for? I think you're always fighting for something. Every, every team has the same goal coming into the season. And I think for some, it's, it's more realistic than others. And I think we were one of those teams that definitely believed. And I'm not saying that it, it can't happen, but we're going to have to play a hell of a lot better. We're going to have to coach a hell of a lot better. And just truly take it that one game at a time and you're always fighting for something you're always fighting for your job always every time you go out there that's always going to be the mindset whether you're in the race or not to me you're always fighting for your job that's matt lafleur in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show program some breaking news out of whitewater uh, man, Sam, I mean, congratulations on a hell of a career. Uh, coach Bullis, uh, the head coach of UW-Whitewater, uh, the Warhawks, has uh, stepped down. He is going to retire. He has had a hell of a career. They just in the, ended up getting uh, knocked off at Perkins Stadium uh, last weekend, uh, or 33-28. And so they're done in the Division Three playoffs. They got beat by Aurora. But, uh, man, what an incredible season he had again this year only a couple of losses uh, they lost to St. John's 24-10 earlier and they lost a close one to Platteville uh 17-13 in the uh in the uh, in the Christ Cup uh so to speak uh, but man oh man what a career he had at UW Whitewater and now the tradition continues gets handed down but 8 and 3 overall had a 6 and 1 conference record this year uh they were 4 and 1 at home 4 and 2 on the road and yet again in the postseason, but uh, man, what a what a correct, what a tremendous career, Coach Bullis, uh, who I used to have on my program often, and I just love the guy. He's just so genuine and so nice, and so man, I wish him nothing but the best in retirement and enjoyment and such, uh, because it's, he's just he's such a good dude, just such a good dude. Uh, so he uh, he steps down, steps down. Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, just a little bit of hunting news for you hunters. Uh, 102,347 deer harvested on opening weekend, and that is up 15% over last year. Just throwing it out there. So, you know, just throwing it out there. (laughs) 877-867-1670. Got about a minute here. Uh, Let's go back to the phone calls. Alan, welcome to the program. What's going on? I just want to comment on uh, admission standards at uh, Wisconsin. Look, yeah. you can't go. You can't go into any high school. My my kids went to two different high schools. You walk into any athletic department, 
and they have signs up as to what you need from the NCAA. What the Badgers mm -hmm. need is to get really invest in getting a good offensive coordinator and try to get one of these quarterback whisperers, somebody like Jordan Palmer or somebody who works for Palmer, to come in on staff. That's what's going to draw these quarterback prospects. And my last question is on the Packers, based on where they're going to be drafting, you know, what do you think they should go after first, a receiver? Or do you think they should be start trying to rebuild that line, that offensive line, which looks terrible? So that Great question, Ellen. Appreciate it, Ellen. Thanks for taking a listen to us. We'll get to that after the top of the hour. Good stuff. Needs a quarterback whisperer in Madison. And she's right. You know, if you want to go to UW-Madison, you go to counselors, they tell you exactly what you need to get in. If you're going to be in big-time college football, most schools have counselors to say, this is what you need minimally to get into many of these schools. This is what you got to do. So it's not horribly difficult. 877-867-1670. We've got another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.